Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. So understand what happened when you ask forgiveness for sins. The sins that I ask forgiveness for never meet me again. I just shake them off because I've been forgiven. Do I deserve it? Not at never. How did I get there? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and for me. How dare we live condemned, depressed, and status quo? We need to go forward in the power of God and change our world for Jesus Christ. One of the greatest challenges for every Christian is to follow Jesus and pursue His purpose for our lives without looking back. Imagine trying to drive a car on the highway while looking the whole time in the rearview mirror. You'd be challenged to stay in your lane and avoid a crash. Past successes, past failures, internal insecurities, and meaningful relationships can all become distractions from what God really wants us to do. As we continue to seek Jesus, we must pay attention to what great things He has for us, and not the things in the past that may have been a distraction. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62, for our continuing study entitled, Step Up. And Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow, we had a plow and you had probably a, a mule or something in front of you, you're going forward, you're playing in the field. No one puts his hand to the plow and looks back, is fit for service in the kingdom of God. I can't go forward. If I'm trying to go forward and do things for God and, and my mind's into all the crud and even my successes into the best year business ever, wow, my stripping. If I'm looking back, I can't go forward. So notice, the only way to run a race is to shake off the adversities and even the successes and step up and go forward. Get your hand up here. Come on, Florida State people. Get your hand up here. We're going to go forward. We're going to go forward. Now, to go forward is where the risk is. God isn't interested in status quo. Never. It's going forward. Now, when you see this, I'm going to ask you to do some things strange this morning. (laughs) We're going to have fun. I'm going to ask you to do two things. And the first thing I'm going to ask you to do right now is I'm going to list these things again for you. I want you to just think about them. Sins and failures. People that hurt you. People that hurt you. Disappointments. Shame. Regrets successes that have caused you to become pretty prideful. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Not yet. And I'm going to ask you, what we're going to do now is all physical, but there's spiritual principle to it. I'm going to ask you, however you feel to do it, to shake off those things. And the second thing you're going to do is we're going to then step up. So would you just bow your head wherever you're at? Just bow your head. No eyes open. 
This isn't for somebody else. And I want you right now just to shake off those things from 2013. Come on, just like the mule. What would it look like? Just shake them off. Shake your back, shake whatever. Shake them off. Shake them off. Don't just sit there and look at me. Shake them off. Now, put your eyes open, and we're all going to shake off together. Some of you guys are wimps. Here we go. Here, here we go. Let's just, let's just shake it off. Come on, everybody, shake it off. Come on, you guys right there. Those two of you, come on, shake it off. That's right. That's right. Shake it off. Shake it off. Now, stand up right now. Now, what you just did was stupid because it was physical. But spiritually, it's exactly right. We're leaving the past in the past, and we're stepping up to go forward. Hallelujah! You say, Pastor Mark, this has no... bit. Where did you find this in the Bible? You're going to see. It's a 100% spiritual application. So let's take it off again. Come on. Let's just sh- shake it off. Come on. Come on. Come on. And, and just step up. Come on. Just, just, just step up. Step up. Now, if you're visiting, don't leave. It's okay. It's okay. We do this every... No, we don't. You can sit down. You can sit down. Praise the Lord. Now, if you look at verse 13... Paul says, I forget what is behind, but look what he says. And I look forward, I look forward to what is ahead. I press on. I take a step of faith. I step up to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which Christ Jesus is calling me. Now, I want you to see this because this is going to be huge when we get to the book of James. Watch me. Pay attention. This is huge. In the story of the mule... What seemed like it would bury the mule actually turned out to be a blessing. You see the dirt that came on him, and he thought it was over. He used that to step up. It, it's the only way he got out. When we get to the book of James, the first chapter, the book of James says this, count it all joy when you go through lots of difficulties. Because it's helping you grow stronger and step out. That's amazing. Now, why, why did the, the mule hush up? Because he was now optimistic. There was hope. What is the definition of optimism? Here it is. Hopeful and confident about the future. It's exactly the opposite of depression. See, a depression in that pit is no hope. Can't see anything good. There's no tendency for anything to be good. So optimism, it's the belief that things will get better. It's the understanding that God's for us, not against us. It's the belief that God has amazing potential for every single one of you in 2014. Ephesians 2.10 says, before you were created, he has amazing things planned for every single one of us in every aspect of our life. Now, it's hard to be optimistic when we look at our world. Could I hear an amen? I mean, not just the United States, the whole world. TV, news, movies, government, judicial system, all basically are against God. And because we're Christians, they're against us. But when I look to the future, can I actually be optimistic? Yes, for one reason. You might have heard this before. Here it is. Life is not about where we are going. It's who we're going with. Amen. See, I, I have no idea what's going to... The way it looks, our country's going to be definitely 
worse every single year. Not Republicans, not Democrats. It's people who hate God. God is going to eventually probably remove his blessing unless something changes. But does that mean I have to be depressed? No, I'm here. When it's very dark, a little bit of light is huge. So we are the only ones that have the answers, God. We're the only ones. So it's not about where we're going, what the circumstances are going to be. I can be hopeful. I can absolutely be hopeful because it's not where or what. It's who I'm doing life with. Now, when you think about that, was Jesus optimistic? See, because we don't understand history too much, when Jesus lived, was his government for him? Ha! They were crucifying people left and right. The Romans had the Jews in total bondage. Did Jesus worry? No. When he established his church, and sometimes we all, I get, dis, I get discouraged sometimes when I look at the churches and how they dilute the word of God. But when Jesus said this, he says, I'm going to establish the church and the gates of hell will never defeat my church. Well, what are you in today? You're in his church, a church that believes in Jesus Christ. He's the head. I'm not the head. It had nothing to do with denomination. Throw all that junk out. It's a church of Jesus Christ. By the way, in the end, who wins? Raise your hand. Uh, anybody going to heaven? Yeah, we win. So between now and then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of dirt. But I can shake it off and step up because it's who I'm going with, not what's happening to me. That's huge. Now, when you understand that, What is ahead of me? Well, remember, the number one regret was this. I wish I would have taken more risks. That's what I know God has for us at our campuses this year, for every single one of us, starting with our family, our kids, our grandkids, our marriages, our work, all of the, just the normal things that we're supposed to really be good at, our witnessing, God has that for us. And next week, I'm going to have a lot of things for you to step forward. Join a small group. Serve. I came yesterday and I was walking the campus in the morning, like I do every week, just praying for all of the campuses. And I noticed a bunch of people in the back at the working area. And I went way in the back. And there's three ladies painting. And uh, there's like ten guys cutting wood. What in the world are you guys doing? said, well, we're making the backdrop for the book of James. And uh, all of them were volunteers. And I just said, thank you. You found, you took a risk, you stepped up. I said to one of the guys, what are you doing? He says, I have no idea. They just told me to drill this and I'm drilling it. <laughs> Praise God. See, oh, Pastor Mark, I can't do that. Oh, you can do that. Just drill it. It was awesome. I, and I was so blessed. By the way, when you came in today, do you realize how many thousands of people are serving you? How many are glad you don't have your children with you this morning? And they're being taught right next door. And you don't have to worry, color that red, color that blue. Did the pastor say something? I don't know. Did he say something? They're loving it way more than they love me. That's why I don't have men here, because they don't like me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Understand, when you came into our places, anybody help you park? Yeah. Well, we pay them big bucks. Zero. Who do we pay? The policemen. We're smart. They helped you get in. They helped you get in. Some of them come to this church now. Now, turn with me to Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. When I talk about a risk, if you start back with the Jewish people and you go to Abraham, it's very simple. I'm going to go through this very quickly, but you need to understand. This is not new. God came to Abraham. Abraham was a pagan. He says, I want to establish a nation. And he said to Abraham, I want you to leave your family and your home and follow me. 
Abraham didn't say, well, where are you going? He knew he was going with God. Later on, Moses has the same kind of encounter. You're going to read it. Forty years before this, Moses, who was raised in Pharaoh's house, probably would have been a Pharaoh, an Egyptian, but he'd been raised by his mother the first two or three years. He knew about God. His people were Jewish. Well, they were slaves. And one day after 40 years, Moses thought it was time for him to step up. And he went out and he killed an Egyptian that was abusing an Israelite. And he took the shovel and he buried him. And he thought nobody knew. But the next day he discovered that Pharaoh knew. And Moses ran for 40 years. He was in the wilderness. And then one day, God came to him. Here's the encounter. Look at verse 10. God comes, this burning bush is there. It burns, it burns, it never burns up. And he got his attention. And Moses stopped to look at it. And God says this. So now go. Let me paraphrase. So now go. We're going to take a risk together. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses says to God, well, who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh. I already failed once, that's what he's thinking, and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses says this, we all say this, I don't think I can do this. Moses says, I don't have the ability to do what you're asking me to do. And that's what you're going to discover this year. God's going to ask you to do something that's out of your comfort zone. You don't have the ability Look at verse 12, and I want you to underline, uh, circle something as you read this verse. Here we go. And God said, would you circle this next word? I. I will be with you. God's response to Moses, you're right, Moses, you can't do this alone. We can't, uh, you can't do this without me. And then God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. See, taking a risk is not you and I doing our own thing. It's hearing God Sometimes it's common sense, having a devotional, getting into a small group, finding a way to serve, sharing with a neighbor, inviting them to church. Those are common sense things. You don't have to hear from God from that. That's filled with the Bible. Go and make disciples. He says, this will be a sign that I sent you. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God in this mountain. So what God says to Moses is this. It's kind of like our opening statement. What would you do for God if you knew it would be a success? God says to Moses, I really don't want to hear your excuses because I already know the outcome. You will be successful. See, you and I don't know that. But here's the success. Simply obeying God. It isn't the outcome. That's up to God. It's simply taking a step, a risk, and obeying God. Now, would you just write this? Because this is what our focus is for this year. Take a risk and see what God will do. God knows how to do more in us and through us than we can ever think. Remember, it's not where you're going. It's not what he's asking you to do. The key is that it's who you are following, and it's Jesus Christ. Now watch what Moses does in verse 13. And Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. To you? And they asked me, what's his name? They've been in bondage 400 years. Then what shall I tell them? Moses basically says this to God. Who in the world are you? 
I need to know who you are. I got to introduce you to these people. Who are you? And over and over again in chapters three and four, Moses comes up with lots of excuses. I'm going to read a few of these to you because you're going to try to use them this year. These are not new. You think, oh, this is a new excuse. No, this is old excuse. Now here they are. I don't have all the answers. Remember when we talked about speak up? Well, Pastor Mike, if I ask, talk to somebody about Christ, what if they ask me about the, the third trumpet in the revelation? Just blow a trumpet for him and keep going. Here's another excuse. The people won't believe me. We invite lots of people to church that don't believe us. Some of you who are listening to me this morning, at this moment, you don't believe me. But eventually you keep coming, God will get through to you. He's very patient. He loves you. He's crazy about you. Here's another one. I'm not a good speaker. You have a mouth? Thank you. I'm not qualified. Really? You have God in you and you're not qualified. What kind of a statement is that? What excuse did you use not to step up? Here's the next thing I want us all to write. No excuses. Take a step of faith and simply follow Jesus. You see how patient God is with all these excuses? Moses really says, will you tell me who you are? And then I'll tell the people this is who's going to free you. And so God responds. Look at verse 14. And God says to Moses, I am who I am. Now, that doesn't answer too much for us, does it? Who are you? Oh, I am who I am. Thank you, man. Just tell him I am who I am. Well, that's related to the Jewish. That's related to Yahweh. That's related to the four Hebrew consonants. You can never put verbs in there. Y-H-W-H. He just says, I'm God. What does he mean by I am? I'm self-existent. I'm self-sufficient. I'm eternal. I'm sovereign. I'm incomprehensible. I created the heavens and the earth. Before there was, I am. So I want you to write your name in these two statements. Here they are. Who is the God that you're going to go with this year? Here's who the God is. Mark, I am all that is necessary as any occasion arises. You can come up with any excuse you want. God says, it doesn't matter what what you think you're going to face. I'm all that you need, no matter the circumstances. Yeah, but I don't have it. Be quiet. I'm all that you need. When you get to that, which you can't do, I'm here. I'm here. And the second one is even more personal. Look at Mark. I am God who is present Inactive. Now, see, with Moses, God has actually go with him physically. Cloud by day, fire by night. For you and I as a Christian, way better, God lives in us. For those of you that are going to accept Christ, one of the great benefits is not only your sins get forgiven, but God lives in you. If you're a Christian this morning, God lives in you. That's why it doesn't matter where we're going or what we're doing. It's who we're doing life with. And it's the God who lives in us. So when you look at those two, there's no reason for an excuse. There's nothing impossible for God. And so when he sets us out, there's no more excuses. It's all simply about God. So I want you to challenge your thinking this morning. Eventually, Moses stepped up, got through the excuses, led the people to the edge of the promised land. He did exactly what God said. And I want you and I to do the same thing. God is way bigger in action and thought than you and I can ever think. He's got amazing things for you this year. And all he wants to do is say, let's go. Now, one thing I want to give you an excitement about is this. As you follow God, you'll know him better. He's the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the nothing is impossible God. I've been following God for 65 years. I'm still a work in progress. 
Remember, no one has it all together. But I've discovered this. Don't ever try to put God in your little box. He doesn't fit. And he's got plans for you that are amazing. From being the best mom, the best single parent, the best grandparent, the best kid, the best teenager ever. The best person at work, the best boss, the best employee. Your life filled with the power of God. He's got things. And the whole bottom line, you'll see the last week, it's about keeping on mission. We're here so people's lives can be changed for eternity. Now, I'm going to read you a passage in a moment. How gracious is God to you? Let me read to you. Sometimes we forget what a big deal it is that our sins have been forgiven. I want to read to you, and especially those of you that are struggling with forgiving somebody, our role model is God. Psalm 103. God does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Think of that. Hundreds of thousands of miles, millions of miles. That's how great his love is for you. We sang that. And verse 12 is the one I love. He has removed our sins as far from us as east is from west. You see, when you think about that, east is east and west is west. They never meet. So understand what happened when you ask forgiveness or sins. The sins that I ask forgiveness for never meet me again. Did I just shake them off? Because I've been forgiven. Do I deserve it? Not at never. How did I get there? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and for me. How dare we live condemned, depressed, and status quo? We need to go forward in the power of God and change our world for Jesus Christ. Now, some of you as yet have never accepted Christ. I'm glad you're here. You're thinking about it. There's one thing that separates you from a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's your sin. Sin always separates. You can't be good enough. You can't try harder because good is perfect. You've already been born in sin. You'll never reach it. So the only way to get to heaven, the only way to have life, the only way to have purpose is to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ because he's the one that forgives you of your sins. They've already been forgiven. You have to receive the gift this morning. And I'm going to ask you here in this campus in a moment as I pray, Christians, there's thousands of Christians going to be praying for you. I want you to just say, Pastor Mark, I, I want to go to heaven. I want to have my sins forgiven. This is a brand new year. I want to start it with God. I've been trying to do life without God. How's that working for you? It isn't. It was never meant to be. So it's not about a church. It's about having your sins forgiven. And I'm going to ask you in a moment with their heads about just to raise your hand. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer in your seat, in the balcony here, in the commons, cafeteria. Maybe you came this morning and you walked away from God. Not just sins lost you. You just simply walked away from God. You're backslidden. And somehow you came hoping for a new start. But Satan's been saying to you when you came, why are you going to church? God will never forgive you of that. You've done too many things. That's impossible. And all of a sudden you hear, you can shake it off in God's power and stand up. That's exactly right. He loves to give you a new beginning. It's time to come back home. It's time to come back home to your Heavenly Father. Taking a risk is not you and I doing our own thing. It's doing what God tells us to do and obeying Him. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. That is up to Him. We are to be obedient. 
It may be roaming in the wilderness like Moses, but Moses was obedient. Look what it got him. God will give you everything you need to accomplish what he has called you to do. You have absolutely no excuses. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB553. And the title of this message is Step Up. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is MB553. And the title of this message is Step Up. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, we'll consider what new challenge Pastor Mark will give us. How about a new venture? Are you willing to take more risks? Don't worry about where God may ask you to go or what He may ask you to do. Just be sure you go or do with God. God will direct your steps and your words as long as you submit to Him and don't jump ahead of Him. Are you ready to step out in faith and obey? Pastor Mark will help us in our next message. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from our series entitled Step Up. That's next time on Lessons for Living.